You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 45, also an episode that was supposed to go up on Friday, but happy Monday. How's everybody's week starting out? Hi. Me yeah. trying to break the ice. Um, first of all, my fault. Apologies. No, it is not your fault. Well, it's like my back's fault, and we can consider that like a separate entity. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely your back's fault. 100%. Yeah. Normally, I mean, I don't do anything. I, my schedule's pretty open. So it was like two episodes a week. Absolutely. I have time for that, which I do. But the actual act of filming, there's a lot more factors that go into it than just being here, unfortunately. Yeah. Which no, no, for sure. would really be different if that wasn't the case. But so I couldn't film. And then we basically got to a point that it's like, how the hell are we going to get two episodes by like tomorrow and Monday? So here we are. I told Lily, it's not the end of the world because guess what? We can try next week. And then again, we can try the week after that. Yeah, well, so that was what I was getting to is that's not like, oh, we're not doing it now or that's going to happen a lot, hopefully. We just need to nail down a schedule and I need to balance out my work so I'm not Overworked. overworking my back. Because the time is there. It's just hard to navigate with the time zones and the schedule. Yeah, and, and I also think that you, like, when you're feeling good, you plan things in a mindset of feeling good, which obviously, duh, hello. But like you you, you plan things that a lot of times are like very optimistic for our reality. The problem with this in particular is that it's usually like, I could still do the editing. It's the filming that's right, the problem right, right. because it's sitting and like being able to be like not super distracted by the like uncomfort that I'm feeling. Uncomfort? Discomfort? Wow. Discomfort? <laughs> um, the discomfort that I'm feeling and not be able to focus on whatever we're talking about. And then it's like, what's the point of doing the episode if I'm going to be like only 50%? Yeah, and I don't have like a particularly, like, I don't have a chronic pain going on with my back, but I've always had a bad back. Like, I've always been in pain for as long as I can remember. And even me, like, after an episode, I'm like, I need to like go lay down or something. Like, my back is very, it's uncomfortable to sit here for like three hours on this chair. And like, we do not even shift. It's not even as much that for me as it is that, again, like, it'll, I told her off camera, I'm like, it'll like, something gets out and it feels like they're, it's pressing on different organs and it like just affects like my ability to breathe Lily, and stuff. So it's, <laughs> she's got all sorts of like, her ribs are in her ass one day and then they're in her throat the next. Like, it's not okay. I've mentioned this before, but one of my biggest things is it, it affects like the muscles in my face because of the positioning of my neck and then like what things are getting pulled on. Yeah. So not only is it uncomfortable, but it looks fucking weird. Like I've seen episodes where I'll go through the footage and at one point I look completely normal. And then at another, I'm like, oh my God, have you ever done your makeup before? <laughs> because it's like my skin gets in this like weird, I don't know. I'm going on way too long about this, but. When do we not go on way too long about something? <laughs> anyway, hello, welcome. Yes, we're back. And listen, you can pretty much 80% of the time, I was gonna say 70%, but give us some credit. 80 to 90% of the time, count on us at least once a week. We've 
never missed a week. One time. Really, one, when you went on the cruise. But like, yeah. otherwise, it's only been like a day late. And honestly, a lot of those times have been the sponsor. Usually I'm willing to stay up and like pull an all-nighter to finish editing it. I am not. Because we've, <laughs> we've even talked that like, for some reason, because it's ours, it's so hard to get through. No, for me, it's that I can't pull all-nighters. I mean, I do... I do be playing Fortnite till like one in the morning every night, but I know, I know guys, I know I'm so annoying. Why do I keep mentioning the same things in every episode? But it's just like I hyper fixate on certain things and that's my new thing. But I cannot stay up past 1 a.m. because my kids don't give a fuck. They're up at eight. They're like, bitch, wake up. Like they don't care. So I can't do an all nighter. So we, we try to do our best, all right? Whatever, it's, it, to me, it that's takes me a long That's what's frustrating time. because my editing schedule can be so flexible and then my filming schedule is just like, sorry, you missed the hour window you had this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know what? We're getting, like, we're figuring it out too as we go and how it's going to work and what days we need to film. You guys don't really give a fuck about this, right? Everyone's just going to be like, yeah, that's don't exactly. worry like about it. We rambled way too long by, for a bunch of personal problems, but um, we're working on it. So that's all you need to know. Anyway, Megan Trainer. today's Hello? episode has... Oh, what? I said Megan Trainer. Which work is because she, she was what? Because her podcast is called Working on It. It wasn't that funny. We can move on. I think I just forgot that that's what it was called. <laughs> that already left my brain. That was last week. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this week, um, a few topics. Nothing like super Crazy. outrageous. This first one, I it just is so annoying, and I don't understand. I just feel like people need to leave him alone. Um, Chris Tyson, who we discussed. Two weeks ago? Yep. I think. Around that, yeah. Um, who has recently come out that they're on uh, hormone replacement therapy and that they have been for a few months. They're really happy. And plot twist, apparently that means he's ruining Mr. Beast's life and uh, company and he needs to resign to not be a selfish asshole. Hmm. <laughs> so naturally, Mr. Beast is like, no, I'm not firing my friend. And Chris, I don't think was, I mean, honestly, I feel like if anything, I could see that happening is Chris like resigning just because they feel much. bad that yeah. Mr. Beast is getting, yeah. But I don't think that they should, nor do I think they're going to. But that being said, for some reason, we're going to watch, uh, I guess it's a Snapchat story that they posted. Snapchat? Is that a thing still? Apparently. Shit. <laughs> um, Chris Tyson posted this on Snapchat and people took this that we're about to watch as Mr. Beast fired him. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Can't wait. They're doing like a Q&A. And the question is, did you get removed from the Mr. Beast team? Because they also keep lying about that. I feel like Snapchat's so archaic. Like what is the, what's with the avatars? This looks like it's from like Neopets. It's probably because it's like ch children. Told Jimmy, um, just because I want to spend time with Tucker and he's traveling a lot, I'm just going to come and go as I please. I came to Japan and I left when I pleased. And I went to, I don't know if I can say I went to Mexico. I went to Mexico. And then I came back. That's it. And how? In what, what brain cells? <laughs> oh my God. I'm literally, okay. So of course this comes from a blue check mark, which by the way, our blue check marks were removed. And you know how I found out that I was no longer verified on Twitter? My dad. My dad was like, they took your blue check mark. Yep. You and don't we, have it no more. We've been stripped of our relevance. I'm like, oh shit. And honestly, I have to say, and I know this is going to sound so fucking annoying. First of all, Screw that app. I haven't been on that app in yeah, ages. It is the most toxic, low-down, disgusting app on this entire interwebs. Like, I cannot stand Twitter. It's where every incel imaginable 
airs out. I mean, that's every website, but like, especially Twitter, they just feel like, here's my chance to really say what I mean. And it just drives me nuts. But that's besides the point. They took our blue check marks. And now what's happened is that you can purchase a verification, thank you, Elon Musk, for the small price of how much? Is it like 15 bucks a month? I think it's 11.99 maybe. Oh, just a bargain. Um, I've said this before, but the whole blue check mark thing, verification without a doubt and like absolutely was not a foolproof process and there was a lot of uh problems in it for how'd sure. you get verified honestly i don't remember if it was from just like because you used to be able to apply for it and they would ask you for like the reason and i think lisa was the one that gave me the the inside info like if you listed a few different accounts that were impersonating you or like if you had fan accounts or something enough to be like hey i need people to realize that this one's me and not all these other ones that come up when you search my name well that's the whole point of it is to just be like it's the real person and also as a like verified user User, you can use the verified tab or it used to be useful now. Well, it's not so, and anymore. then there are perks that come with being verified, but actually like I still have a verified tab so I could see, but like none of the people that used to be verified are That's anymore, the thing. So I don't care yeah. about the people that come up. All around, it was not a great process to begin with because I definitely think a lot of people could get denied that maybe applied or I don't know. It just, it got ridiculous because it got turned into not being a blue check mark for actually verifying identity. It turned into, no, that's a status symbol. Right. And it's like, well, yeah. You're making it one. Yes, there is a certain kind of thing that comes along with it, I guess. But now all it proves is that you paid. So I'm like, why would you want it? Except I guess it's that your tweets get prioritized. Yeah, I think it's pretty at this point, obviously like irrelevant because everybody that was verified. So I got verified because of Vine. So when I got verified on Vine, Twitter had bought Vine and that just, it automatically like crossed over. Now, what you can count on is that everybody that has a blue check mark paid for it. It also has proved to be quite the crowd of people. That's what I was gonna say is that it literally is always like a bunch of like crazy people who have the most insane takes ever every horrendous take there's a bunch of people who pay 11.99 it's very pathetic and look very at the, sad. look at this tweet this person who just tweeted this video out which you're watching the video and to me the way i interpreted it on first viewing it was okay this person wants to spend more time with their child mr beast is a very good friend of theirs so they can literally either go and like get paid to do something with him or not and it doesn't matter because they've been friends for so long and who cares but this person specifically at Curondale, he said, Mr. Beast kicked Chris Tyson from the group, dot, dot, praying emoji, or as I've heard before, high five, high five emoji. Yeah. The world is finally healing. That's what you, do you have critical thinking skills? No, clear, I mean, clearly I not. I was like, the fact that one, they're taking this as Mr. Beast fired him, because also I, same as you did, me watching this, I thought of it even in the context of like when I'd quit Clever, that I was gonna like stay on as freelance and kind of like have the ability to like, oh, I'll come and be in things when I want because I had been there so long and helped build so many things that I had kind of earned a seniority position. Chris has been with Mr. Beast since day one and they're friends. To me, it was him being like, I do have the freedom to not be constantly there and like, bound by this job. So I'm just going to kind of come and go as I please because I want to be involved, but I also want to spend time with my son. How the hell did you get Mr. Beast kicked him out of the group? What were the replies to this? Were there some blue check mark oh, faves? this is my favorite. It's Twitter, actually, coming in clutch, adds a contextual note and says, tweet misrepresents facts in the video. Chris is not leaving Mr. Beast's team completely. They simply come and go as they please due to how much Mr. Beast travels and wanting to spend more time with his son. Oh, you mean like literally what you said? What you said? <laughs> 
Exactly. That's not hard to decipher. I don't understand how that is even in question. But if you search Chris Tyson fired, literally, there are dozens of videos. One of them, it's someone called LoafTube. The title of this video says, in quotes, which do I need to remind this person that quotes mean someone has to have said it? Not necessarily. It says, he's done. <laughs> Mr. Beast officially confirms he fired Chris Tyson. Now, I've not clicked on this video, but I can confirm just by having any semblance of common sense that did not happen. In the thumbnail, it even has another quote that says, he had to go. This next thumbnail doesn't have to do with that topic, but the way they edited his face, like go to jail and do and not pass gold or do not collect $200. Oh my God, it says Chris tries to flirt with Chandler, trying to like just find weird things that aren't there. And it has 1.5 million views. This show makes me lose faith in humanity a little more every every episode. Another quote on another video, uh, that's Kavos, who hopefully, I don't know if is Kavos, do we not like him? <laughs> is he gonna have a bad opinion? It says in his title though, Mr. Beast has fired Chris Tyson. I guess he actually frames that as someone could have said that and that's why it's insane because. But I also think that like the way, he quoted it, so in quotes, Mr. Beast has fired Chris Tyson. Usually when you have a quote followed by a dash, what follows that dash is who said it. But instead he put dash insane aftermath. That does not make any sense, Kavos. Also, Kavos to me is not like, I, not a friend of the show that I know of other than, you know, he made Deaf Noodles cry one time, which was kind of funny. I think he probably, I don't want to click the video, but I'm like, I don't think he's going to have a super problematic take. I think he's just taking advantage of the fact that people do, which is Doesn't he great, hang out with all those... You know, the people. The people whom we don't speak about because we we're we don't scared name. of them. Oh God, I'll, last one I'll read, but it, oh my God, no, last two that I'll read. Literally the next two, we say, Chris Tyson fired for Mr. Beast, why? And then in the thumbnail, it's pointing to a picture of him that has been really grossly photoshopped and then says, I quit. They're not quotes, but I makes it feel like he said that. Like, what do you, you no, he didn't. Oh my God, and then the next one says, fired, Chris Tyson speaks out for the first time. No, but he didn't. Do people think if they just like, if they like say it, they're they're manifesting that he's gonna be fired? Like if we all just pretend that he's fired, then maybe he will be. It's interesting because every time we upload an episode, we decide the title, we decide the thumbnail and all that stuff. And we have changed around verbiage because we're like, that's a little too clickbaity. Like we can't, we can't go there, you know? So I would assume that most YouTubers would have that same level of like filtering themselves and trying to have a title that's not fucking straight up slander and horrible, but all of them just go crazy. This is turning into a whole other discussion that we won't go down anymore. But like the fact that people will make thumbnails and include fake tweets and comments and stuff to make it look like someone said something. A lot of this video says Chris Tyson's wife reacts to Mr. Beast firing Chris. And then in the thumbnail has a supposed tweet from her saying, you ruined our family. With her Are screen name, joking? her verified check, like everything. And then it says in big red letters, I don't support you with the trans flag. That's not, how, that didn't happen. How could you possibly feel okay doing that? How are they getting away with this? This is nuts. And why do they all love the cartoon filter so much? Literally, it's everywhere. But how they're getting away with it is, I don't, does that even violate any terms and conditions? I mean, like, just morally too. I mean, like, I just- Absolutely. But more. like, I've seen some insane reactions where it's like, wow, how do people have that opinion? But this whole situation has shown me so many examples of people that I'm like, I, what? Just awful. Like, anyway, anyway uh, we that's all we got there because, we're because heated. it's not a real update and people made it up. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Love the internet. Mm -hmm. What's next? <laughs> oh, next up we have 
Francia, who you might know as the former friend, allegedly, of Selena Gomez that gifted her, <laughs> gave her, donated her kidney. Yeah, I was going to say former friend and kidney donor. And roommate. And apparently things went south in their friendship. Which is really unfortunate after you've donated an organ, I have to say. Because it's unfortunate regardless, but in that circumstance, I mean, just absolutely unfathomable. I can't say that I wouldn't feel some type of way, like if I donated an organ, like a major organ to someone, and then they ended up not being my friend anymore. I'd be like, screw you. Have you heard of those people who donate their organs to their significant other and then they get cheated on? <laughs> No, but I'm not surprised that that happens. The way I would take that back manually, if you know what I'm saying. Well, no, I'm just oh my God. So that's the thing. It's like on one hand, if you're making that decision and you're going to make that sacrifice, that means that you have to be willing to like cut it off yeah. after you give it to them. No you can't have this like over <laughs> overarching like hold on them for the rest of the time because yeah. you did them a favor that you volunteered to do. Yeah. That being said, I can't say for two seconds that I wouldn't feel entitled to feeling some kind of, uh, I don't know, like I feel like you deserve a certain level of respect. At the very least, if I donate a kidney to a friend, we gotta be friends forever. Like that's minimal, right? Like I feel like that's like baseline, like no? So that's what I'm curious because neither of them have officially like been like we're not friends anymore but i think it's mostly francia has just kind of said some suspicious things that uh call things into question and there's been like rumors too if i'm not mistaken that francia was not very happy with the fact that like selena has been seen drinking after the kidney transplant because like it's I not that healthy to yeah. drink with just one kidney that definitely is like a logical explanation of how that would form a rift of her kind of being like mm -hmm. selena i don't know if you should do that and her being like you're not my mom it's not your kidney anymore yeah and it being like yeah but like now my entire life is affected and it's very much a, a fuck you to francia to be acting so irresponsible with a new kidney and also allegedly because I don't know her life. I don't know if she was drinking with her new kidney. Regardless, I don't know if Selena's acting irresponsible if this is a real thing. So the last time this whole thing came up was after Selena's documentary because there was that quote. I guess it's a Rolling Stone quote, but I think I heard it in the documentary. Anyway, so the quote is, I never fit in with a cool group of girls that were celebrities. My only friend in the industry really is Taylor Swift. Some might say that that's kind of a fuck you to Francia Risa, best known for her work in Secret Life of the American Teenager. Do you consider her, I mean, I know her, you know her, and I don't know almost anyone. So do you, I consider her a celebrity, but at the same time, I saw a lot of people talking about it and I kind of can agree with the fact that like, Francia is not Taylor Swift. Like she is famous, but she's not an A-list yeah, celebrity. Yeah, yeah, well, and that I believe that they have been friends for a very long time. So people were like, maybe she kind of like doesn't really, like she's been quoted even saying like, Francie is like my sister. Maybe she doesn't really lump Francie into that category because of how their friendship developed. I don't know. But I could see how you might see this and be like, well, fuck you. <laughs> or you don't think I'm important enough to consider me like a celebrity in your world or I'm not you, so you don't Which think. is like yeah, kind I, of an I awkward guess, thing yeah. to be mad about, but then also like valid too. I don't know. It's kind of a messy situation, but. Regardless of whether she yeah. was purposely throwing shade, I guess Francia wasn't elated hearing that. And now this comes out of nowhere because I haven't heard of anything about them recently. And it's this paparazzi video. And I haven't watched the entire thing. I only saw, I mean, it's not very long. Oh God. So I want to have us watch it. And then I want to hear your thoughts. A lot of people have basically been dissecting it. Like essentially what is this? <laughs> Francie doesn't strike me as someone that gets approached by a bunch of paparazzi. Oh. D to you, does she? 
Uh, no, no. I mean, it depends because if on the same note, like of her being a celebrity or not, like maybe she would have been like, I know this is going to sound really like superficial and horrible, but it's probably true. Like maybe like right after she donated the kidney, like she would have been like paparazzi to lie. Yeah. Like if I know they that had something awful. specific to ask her, but like, yeah. I don't feel like, I don't know. It seems kind of like random for people to now approach her when they haven't talked about it in so long. So you think she called them? That's what people are saying. Um, oh. I'm not going to voice my opinion yet. Let's watch. Okay. How's everything going with uh, you and Selena? I know you and followed her. You still don't follow her. Are, are things good with you, with you guys? Sunday is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys still talk? Um, it's a good day, isn't it? It's so pretty out now. I, I know, isn't it? Last week. Uh huh. Now, LA weather. I like how I'm you're really dodging good. these answers, huh? I'm really good at this game. Okay. Wait, but so you guys, you guys do talk still, right? Why do you, why do you not follow her back? She followed you. Did you know I'm from the valley? I, I don't know. I'm I mean, now, now that I know. Such a hard time <laughs> <laughs> I mean, going to win a championship this year. Like, I don't think they. I don't think they have it. You don't think they have it? I don't think they but got you know it. What? They came in at a surprise. They started off bad, and now look. Yeah. And now look. Oh my god. Um, so, uh, one thing that I just noticed, I recognize what street she is on. Let me tell you with 100% confidence, there are no paparazzi there. Oh yeah, you are you live in the valley. That literally is right by my house. No one spotted her on that street. I have to say, and this is gonna, I have a controversial thing to say. What? This is giving Chrissy Carlson Romano. I, well, so, <laughs> it's giving some, like, film me, film me walking. Like, it's but giving But it's also that. so weird because, like, why would you call them and then not answer any of the questions? Okay, first of all, this is not, there's two things. Number one, if I was walking down the street, I wouldn't know this was Francia. And I know Francia, I used to love Secret Life of the American Teenager. I wanna almost like go just when we're done filming and record where this is. Cause it's a very busy road and there aren't, there are no paparazzi. And we're in the valley. There are no paparazzi here anyway, unless there's like an event. So that's number one. Number two, the angle, the way the video is, isn't giving paparazzi either. It's like very close. It also looks like if we could just see three seconds before they started filming, you know there was a three, two, one, go. Like that's what I feel. Like I feel like this was extremely staged. I don't see anything authentic about this in a paparazzi-like sense at all. Oh my God, and I didn't even, <laughs> I'm dying. I didn't even notice. It says on the video, Backgrid, which is the source of the video. TMZ posted it, but the company that sold it to them is called Backgrid. Mm -hmm. That is literally notoriously the one that means they called it on themselves. I feel like there's so many layers to that though. I feel like that's super embarrassing. Theoretically, hypothetically, whatever you want to call it. Like if she called these paparazzis to do this, I feel like that's really embarrassing. And listen, I did love Secret Life of the American Teenager, but I don't think anybody there won an Emmy. Okay, the acting was horrible on all accounts. I felt like kind of an asshole earlier when I said it, but that was what I was getting. Yeah, it was just, I mean, the acting was just god awful. But I did love the show. It was, a, you know, it was a special thing. If you were there, you were there and you saw it and whatever. But what I have to say is like, Francia in this is like not even acting well, in my opinion. Like, she's just like acting as if, I don't know. It's just, it's not giving very authentic. Well, it's super awkward. When, what is the, when she's like, I'm Francia, this is my dog. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't Who? get it. I just Googled like, 
like backgrid celebrities calling paparazzi and a Reddit post came up and it says, watch this very interesting TikTok last night. Basically she explains that backgrid is the agency that works very closely with celebrities. So 100% of the time when a picture is tagged with backgrid, they've been called by those celebrities to take the Yikes pictures. on bikes. I totally, I'd seen the first few seconds of it and then I was gonna wait to watch the rest. But now one, seeing the location and knowing that that is the most unrealistic possible place to be spotted, but how she's not uncomfortable. She's like laughing. And then lastly, the backgrid tag is like, okay, well, that was the nail in the coffin. But like, why? What were you getting out of this? I can see in this situation, and I don't think it's as random as people think. Cause like one could look at this and be like, why the fuck is Francia, whatever. But recently with the whole Hailey Bieber thing going on, Selena has gotten like heavily praised online. For someone like Francia, which we don't know what happened behind the scenes, but it must've been pretty big if you considered someone your sister donated an organ and now you're not friends anymore. So my question is like, maybe she saw all of that and it really frustrated her. And I only say that because I kind of relate to it. Like when you're watching someone who did you so dirty get praised online, it hurts. Like it fucking hurts. I guess a lot of it goes back to whether you think she has the right to feel mad that Selena might be misusing the kidney that she gave her. And again, like literally, no, she shouldn't be able to, but that doesn't mean she's not going to. I'm sorry. I think anybody who sits on their high horse about this and are like, oh, like really, she should have just given the kidney and like not had any sort of feeling attached to that. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You would too. And then it's not like she's doing it out of like, hey, that's my kidney. Don't be. It's like, no, she's doing it out of concern for her health. Yeah. Also, we're again referring to this as for sure the reason. I don't know. It just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't know. I think that this was staged. I get why she would want to. But then again, at the same time, I'm kind of thinking about it It, again. I backfired. Well, but she didn't really say anything. Like she's literally just being like, oh, such a nice day out, isn't it? Like it's like you're just avoiding. So you call paparazzi allegedly to just avoid avoid a question to be like snarky, that didn't make a lot of sense. Like if you want to say something, say it. But also given everything with Selena and how big even the last thing about her, I guess even in the video, it mentions that she unfollowed her. So maybe that was the social media thing that- Selena unfollowed Francia? No, Francia unfollowed Selena. Oh. I think, let me find it really fast. It was like, I want to say she commented on a video or something that was like, oh, cool or something about her not having um, any other industry friends. I did see that, yeah. Oh my, oh my God. Oh, I forgot that this even happened. Shit. So yeah, tensions are very high. So something must have, either it was Francia getting triggered by seeing Selena getting so much, like people acting like she's can do no wrong and is amazing and perfect. And she just like got triggered by that and wanted to cause drama or maybe something happened behind the scenes because the last time that this was a thing her response to selena's quote she wrote interesting in the comments and then in response to that gomez commented on the tiktok clip saying sorry i didn't mention every person that i know Girl, she gave you a kidney. I imagine, like, for example, if this were us and you were suddenly super, super famous and had Selena Gomez as your best friend, for example, and you did an interview and you're like, Selena's my only friend that I've ever had in the industry. And I got annoyed and I was like, interesting, because I thought I was your friend and I gave you a kidney. So, and then to not have Selena see that and then maybe reach out to Francia privately and be like, look, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean, I understand why that might come across as bad, but I didn't mean it like that. I was 
and kind of maybe explain herself. But to respond and say, sorry, I didn't list every friend I know. I'm like, oh God. I think for me, like I totally get like any feelings that she feels about this are obviously valid, especially if it has to do with the kidney. Like, hello, like anybody who wants to sit on their high horse and critique that, whatever, you would feel yeah. the same fucking way. <laughs> that is a major fucking surgery. She has a giant scar. Like her whole life is different. But I do think that this particular move in hiring the paparazzi allegedly is strange and I don't think very effective. And like, you know, we kind of speculated backfired majorly. Everyone's pissed at Francia now. Yeah, so what I was um, getting at is that, cause you said, why would she call them if she doesn't say anything? I feel like maybe she, regardless of why she's mad right now, if something happened behind the scenes or something just like she was mad because all the positive attention Selena was getting, I feel like she knows that she doesn't have to actually say anything. She probably thought this would be enough to plant a seed to show like she's clearly still mad because she isn't talking about it. And that's enough to have people kind of run with it and maybe bring up like we just did that comment because that is pretty unhinged. I don't disagree with like the emotions behind it because it's like, I would be pissed too, but I don't know if I would do that. I'm like, maybe don't do this. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that this And was clearly the it, uh, again, yeah. it did backfire because now everyone is just being like, well, that's so weird. Why would you do that? Anyway, uh, fun. Loved that. <laughs> yes, that was a interesting detour. Wasn't expecting that. Oh, this last one isn't especially like recent. It's not like really old, but like a week or two. Josh mm, Peck. Who just irks me. Talking about Jeanette McCarty. So it's funny because I was going to put this at the end, but maybe we start with it. A lot of people are saying that Moist Critical predicted this because basically we'll show you what he says in a second. But Josh Peck has demonstrated some questionable behavior. Oh, do we know them? Unfortunately, oh, yeah. I have never met him. So his start of social media was on Vine. Mm -hmm. So he got like a big obsession with a lot of like the big Viners and whatever. And he was friends with a person who hurt me a lot in life and very openly was friends with him and was like just part of like the worst group of Viners. That's who he was friends with. The people who were like the most numbers are the only thing that matters. Well, let's just film content all day. Like that's who he was. And I was like, like Josh, David Dobrik, like <laughs> literally. No, but David Dobrik was actually nicer to me in person than like I've never yeah. met Josh Peck, but like David Dobrik was he in the beginning. I don't think anymore, but like he had an ounce of like humanity <laughs> to him back in the day. Josh Peck was very much content driven. Honestly, the fact that like he was always friends with all of the people in his videos and that's why people did it because I think it was just a bunch of friends hanging out. Yes. Josh has always come across to me as like a cloak goblin. Yeah, he almost seemed like unapologetic about it, but it's also funny because he also kind of acted better than them. He, like I'm the famous person I'm allowing you to have in your yeah, mind. But like there's also a difference between like yeah. people recognizing you and people wanting to watch your content. Yes. People knew who you were, but no one cared what you were doing until you did stuff with David. And honestly, for me at the time too, it was kind of hurtful to see him become friends with those people and become so like snooty and weird on the internet. Because you watched because Drake and Josh. I watched Drake and Josh. I, I watched Drake and Josh. Yeah, like I loved that show. It was like a staple in my childhood. So it was like weird. Obviously not making any excuses for him. I'm sure he had a very interesting child star life himself just because of even his like weight yeah. loss and everything. And I know he's spoken out like how they wrote him into the show. And it's like, yeah. I can't imagine. And I've thought that before even watching Oh my God, it was Desperate Housewives. This is so random. But oh, I there's a show. clip of Desperate <laughs> Me Too. But there was this clip where Eva Longoria's character is literally driving down the street at a slow speed and having her daughter chase the car so she loses weight. You had a lot of cake, so I was thinking I'd take you to the park. That way you could run around and get some nice, fun exercise. No. You sure? Running around in the sun and fresh air would make you feel good. Mm. 
gets a new doll. Okay. Come on then. Hey! Mommy, what are you doing? It's a new game I invented and you're winning one to nothing. And all I could think watching that was how? Are we canceling Eva Longoria right now? I don't think she wrote the scene, but regardless, I just am like, how would you have your kid be in a show and be fine with the storyline around your kid being that they're fat? Like, it's they're the butt of the joke and you're getting paid for it, basically. Literally. Yeah, I think back in the day, too, so much was acceptable. That's obviously not anymore. And like being fat and being gay were like hilarious to people like that that's just a complete joke exactly and being a child star to begin with i'm sure is not easy and then to have extra eyes on you yeah. for that reason and then having like the show uh, it's just i'm sure he had a very gross experience himself but but you would think that that would make him even more <laughs> empathetic to it exactly but no no wrong because also i guess maybe it's the opposite and he feels like i had such a hard time like all these other people can shut up I don't know, a theory. Wow. But. Okay, well, I want to see this moist critical prediction. Yeah, so this wasn't that long ago, I don't think. I think Josh Peck is probably like a pretty nice guy, but there's something about him. Every video I've ever seen of him, like it's his eyes. They, they tell me like there's, there's some like evil in there. <laughs> and I don't know why I get that impression, but like when he smiles, like his eyes don't, you know what I mean? It's just, I just get like this really weird sensation when I like see him do like smiles or like really happy stuff. Uh, again, I'm sure that he's like a nice guy and like a genu genuinely wholesome person. But I'd be lying if I said I just didn't get that like tingle in my sack that tells me this might be the devil. This might be the devil. <laughs> oh Not the tingle in the sack. I don't watch Moist Critical very often. I see like clips here and there and I don't usually see him like kind of volunteering just like judgmental things. But, like that feels almost kind of out of character. So it is funny that it seems to be recently proven true. Mm -hmm. So basically what happened is Jeanette McCurdy came out with her memoir kind of recently called I'm Glad My Mom Died. And it is all about her entire upbringing and all the abuse that she suffered from her mom, but also from someone she refers to as quote unquote, the creator, which allegedly is 100% Dan Schneider, who, if you aren't familiar, he is like the creator of every hit Nickelodeon show. And also a notorious freak. Yes. That it's not rumors that he, like there are actual collections of clips to show. And it's like, no, this is no. very creepy. And uh, it literally, it actually makes me want to throw up thinking about it. But basically the whole like idea of it is that he has a foot fetish and he also. Did you know the old Nickelodeon like, logo was a fucking foot? No. Oh my God, it was. Yep. <laughs> It 
it was. Okay, so he was like responsible for a lot of the shows and stuff on Nickelodeon. And literally he made the network. Yeah. And then when you look back on it, uh, there's a lot of shows like in iCarly, for instance, like with Jeanette McCurdy and uh, Miranda Crossgrove. Cosgrove? Cosgrove? They would have like scenes where they're like pouring like chocolate on their feet and stuff where he would work into the shows for his own freaky fucking fetish. And it is so fucked. Like it is insane. There's a lot of weird ones from Victorious with Ariana Grande. Oh my God, I've seen those. And like, I bet you people haven't really even combed through like all that in the Amanda show and stuff. I remember loving it, but that definitely had weird stuff that if For you look sure. now, it's probably not just weird. It's like inappropriately 100%. sexual. And there's clear undertones. Yeah, no, 100%. But so again, even if you didn't believe there was actual physical abuse going on, which I don't know if any of them have claimed that he like sexually abused them Some, directly. I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I did hear that he put them in situations like in that they felt uncomfortable and I haven't heard of actual abuse but like yeah. definitely he like like intimidated people and very inappropriate if not illegal which also makes me wonder it's like yeah this isn't all coming from like Jeanette's account of like he was creepy to me this is like publicly on the internet clips that show that he was a creep and yet Josh still doesn't denounce him our good friend uh Chrissy Carlson Romano she just had um mm -hmm. a Nickelodeon star from it was Zoe 101 who just talked about how Dan Schneider was made them uncomfortable no, as well it's so a unanimous like opinion this is not a one two three and I hate that you even have to go here and be like there's plenty of people who have been abused or like felt like very uncomfortable to even justify something where it's like if it was just Jeanette who cares then that's just Jeanette who experienced well, no it's, it's less about that but it's it's like you how can you deny what's like very obvious it's not just people well, saying it I mean, I want to see the clip of what we're going to talk about. But again, I do have to say like that Josh Peck was very openly friends with someone who personally abused me. So I don't find this surprising at all. Like not even the slightest. And I also think it's very important to note that apparently Jeanette came out, I think in one of the interviews during the press tour for the book, where she said that she was offered something like $300,000, I want to say. And she refused to do it, so there's no NDA. But left Nickelodeon? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that other people didn't accept a similar kind of offer and are now not talking oh. about it because if he got a check, he's like, cool, he didn't do anything to me. I don't care. We're just looking at this one picture of Josh Peck where he's just smiling so smug. And again, yeah, there's something in his eyes. I have to say, like, this looks like a motherfucker that would sign an NDA to not talk about abuse that he's seen other girls go through that maybe even and, he didn't have Well, to and also Dan Schneider gave him his first role on The Amanda Show and was the creator of that show. Oh. And then created a show for him. So Dan gave him his entire career. So, well, and not only that, but then there's also multiple layers to this where Miranda Cosgrove was also his little sister in Drake and Josh, as well as on iCarly forced to put her feet on camera. So I'm sure she has been abused or exploited by Dan Schneider. And Josh is willing to overlook that just because he was handed his career by this man. And there's a lot of rumors about Amanda Bynes and Ugh, Dan Schneider. And I can't that, even like, he imagine. was very instrumental in fucking her up. So yeah. He would, and he would have most likely been front row to that as well. By the way, Dan Schneider is not like that name. If you're just like a viewer, then you wouldn't be able to see this. But put a picture of him on the screen. This is a motherfucker that was in a lot of these shows. If you watch the Amanda show, you watch any of these shows, you remember him. Yeah, he was a character. He put him. He was in all in that. There. He was the stage manager. Yep, yep. It's so insane to think of all this as like us. We grew up with this. This was well, all the shows we watched. And Nickelodeon got, he doesn't, 
like he doesn't work there anymore. They got rid of him, but it was in a very quiet, uh, I hope so. quote unquote, amicable. Like they basically like parted ways with his production company, but it was very quiet. In not... the way that they put uh, cops on executive exactly. leave. Exactly. So they, it was like, like definitely someone. not admitting that he did anything wrong. Yeah. It was kind of like, nope, our relationship ended. Okay. But I've done also kind of some yep. deep dive into the Nickelodeon men abusing pipeline kind of situation and Dan Schneider's not the only one that they've looked the other way on. So the culture there in general, I think was not great. Mm -hmm. And then there's just so many things to prove that something went on. And then to hear him in an inner, I guess I'm talking in circles now. So basically what happened is Jeanette goes on his brand new podcast to promote her book. Mm -hmm. And I guess she was the first guest and they were thrilled. She was a huge get, they even say. And I'm like, Gross. She was your friend, wasn't she? Like, I. But she goes on this podcast, and we don't know what was said because apparently, after they filmed it, she asked him to scrap it and not ever air it. And then eventually, he received back a green bubble, or eventually, he noticed that his text went through as a green bubble, which led him to believe that he's most likely blocked. Well, I, I haven't read her book which I really do want to read um but I know I've heard it's great I have seen many interviews that she's been in and she's very open very candid in those interviews she's Mm -hmm. very vulnerable in those interviews and I can only imagine that the only reason she would ask Josh Peck to scrap an entire episode is because he's a major fucking dick so I, I 100%, that's, I, first thing my mind went to, I was like, fuck, well, what was in the episode? Why wouldn't she have wanted it? Because I doubt it's that she said something. No. I think what probably happened was that similar to the clip we're about to watch when he had Tana Mojo on and they talk about Dan Schneider, he's very like, nothing happened to me. And like, is just very dismissive about it. Oh yeah. And she probably didn't want in the middle of her press tour promoting this book where it's like being a voice for people that have been abused and talking about this very hot topic that is kind of been off limits for so long. Then to have him be like dismissive of it, she's not gonna want that in the mix of all of the press around her book. No, uh, yeah, I, I think that he was just a major dick. Like I can imagine it, I could be there sitting, like I can't imagine meeting him in person uh, because I can already see the vibe as um, Moist Critical said, but like he had to have made her feel so uncomfortable or put her in a predicament where she's not proud of like kind of how she acted because she was so uncomfortable to scrap that because she's a super, super honest person. Like she's just really out there with her opinion. And I like that about her. She's very like open and vulnerable. Fuck that. It's definitely him. Is there a clip of him saying this? What we're about to see? So, yeah. So what we're about to see is apparently Tana Mojo goes on. Bro, why why is she everywhere at all times? Oh my God, literally. And not even just like causing drama and stuff. It's like, no, literally, how do you have the time to go to all these different places? I know, literally. (laughs) So the podcast is called The Good Guys. And he hosts it with Ben Soffer, who I was like, why do I know that name? It sounds good. And he looked a little familiar. And it's Girl With No Jobs Husband. Do you? Do you know who that is? Girl with no jobs. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Yes, 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 yes. I've seen her on TikTok. You know what's so funny is like, <laughs> I have a question. Has any motherfucker who's referred to him as a good guy ever been a good guy? The funniest part is that it's not even like it's just the title. They they keep saying it. They keep referencing that they're the good guys. And I'm like, according to who? <laughs> I like literally according to them. Okay. Um. So let's watch this clip first. Both shows I was I, on. I've been in a little Dan Schneider TikTok rabbit hole lately. Um, <laughs> Everyone I read, is. I read Jeanette McCurdy's book. Um, I thought it was an amazing book. So did we, despite what Jeanette says. What did, <laughs> oh, does she think? She, she- so already, 
that that's not necessary why are you trying to throw shade at her can you make the screen big i need to see their faces (sighs) yes this follow-up from like that comment already was like okay didn't need to go there then this response to that comment i was like who are you sir also what is this podcast set why is he sitting behind a tiny rectangle of palm trees it's as if they like were like oh shit it's a three-person thing nope sorry the cords don't reach there <laughs> That's a hundred percent what happened. Oh man! So literally, he goes, "This." Uh, I think his response pissed me off the most because I literally am like, "Who are you?" <laughs> she was our first ever guest. Really? Like the day that she released her book, mm-hmm. like she was becoming it. She came on. It was an amazing get for us. We were truly Ugh. good guys. Unbelievable interview. Spoke about everything that she wanted to. Nothing that she didn't want to. Mm. It ended. And she told us not to run it. We truly were good guys. What? I, 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 you, what is that? I'm not even say? joking. I was like, did I drink like too much Modelo's? Right. And I, I don't, I, I didn't hear that right. You said we were truly good guys. I, like this feels like such a, a situation where it's like them talking shit behind the scenes. I'm like, you know, this is recorded. First of all, <laughs> any guy ever, and this is never fails, like any guy that refers to themselves as a good guy, good guy is not only the worst guy, but also a guy that you need to stay at least 50 feet away from. Preferably with a restraining order. Yeah, no man in the history of the world has said I'm the good guy and really been a good guy. Never, never. That's an entire like plot line on, oh, okay. So continue. We've spoken about this endlessly. We've spoken about this endlessly. But I so you there have. is an, an unreleased episode of our podcast, the two of us and Jeanette, that's available uh, below on Patreon for five ninety nine. Oh, no, I'm oh, just kidding. Um, oh no, that's our first OnlyFans, Josh. That's oh. I, I was gonna say that, and then I didn't know if I should. I, I don't think Jeanette McCurdy wanted to be in that sentence coming out of Tana Mojo's mouth, but you can said I? It. <laughs> Which again, I do appreciate how Tana approach. Like she, she does kind of engage a little bit, but she like does acknowledge it's like no, that's inappropriate because he does not seem to realize that it is. Yeah. Uh, can, can I, 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 there is a small update because you're right, we have talked about this endlessly that happened yesterday. Yeah. So, us Ooh. being the good guys we are, said Jeanette, no problem. We'll kill What? You. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, I'm going to have an anxiety attack. I'm not even joking. Us being the good guys we are. He's, he's literally acting like they did the biggest favor not airing the episode. I don't know if people watching this will feel as anxious as this is making me, and I hope not. But, like, as a woman, hearing a guy say that, it's, like, literally, like, like I feel like a twitch. Like, I'm like, I, It's literally, like, you thought this was appropriate to like, all say? Like, what the fuck does this, like, who cares what a good guy you are, you fucking idiot? We're not talking about that right now. Oh, my God, I'm so, tri- I'm honestly triggered by this. Which always leads me back to like, if they're so comfortable saying certain stuff that we do here, what gets said that we we do not? not? I know. So, (laughs) four or five months later, you know, we got you, we got got H. Duff. I'm like, we're killing it. Mm. Let me check in. Mm. She owes us. (laughs) I wrote, all I wrote. Let you take a second to process that one. She owes us. Mm Mm-hmm. The good guys. She owes you the shit on the bottom of her fucking shoe, Josh Peck. Mierda, she owes you. Are you kidding me? The smugness in which he says it, too. Most topics, I, like, don't get this heated and this worked out. Oh, I knew you would. I am sweating and he triggers me the most because he was fucking friends with... Oh, my God. I'm so bad, Lily. Oh, my God. What a it's dick. It's, like, literally, it feels like a, like a parody. I'm like, how is... 
You're of what? But of like, course, because all Josh Peck cares about, because even having his own up. show was not enough validation to actually feel like he was a human being that was worth something in this life. And so he just looks for it in content. That's all the fuck he cares about. He's always cared about numbers. He will be friends with a person who has abused another person because he only cares if that person has enough numbers to help him. That is who Josh Peck well, is. And even how he frames the whole situation is gross and he's like i mean we've had you we've had h as if jeanette would only come on after she's seen that you've had a few famous people and on it's not even like that if a person who's been through such an extensive amount of abuse like jeanette goes on your show is vulnerable shares everything and then tells you hey i don't feel comfortable airing that you don't get to be that mad. is the end of that that is the end of it yeah. okay no problem the fact that thank you so much for even coming on he's That's like fucking francis no rice over here acting like he gave her a kidney <laughs> bro like literally he's like she owes us and he says it as if like everyone gets it we don't get it motherfucker that's the thing that's i'm like wow are you that disconnected you really you think she owes you? Like I am shook. That's why I want to know so badly what they said in the interview. Because honestly, she probably did them a huge favor because they probably are the ones that were assholes. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. There is no way that they did not look horrible in that episode. And she felt so uncomfortable. And she just didn't want any of that out there surrounding her abuse. Like, she gets to control what the fuck. She didn't want that to sour all of the positivity around it. And I have to just say, like, what even is their podcast? Like, I'm not, like, listen, we're not the biggest podcast in the world. But I'm like, just still confused why he's not sitting with them. <laughs> why are you in palm trees, sir? Like, literally, like, what is maybe this? Maybe if he was, like, if he was, like, the producer or something when they're, like, off to the side, kind of, like, fact-checking or, like, running audio. But he's not doing that even. So, like, I, why are you literally just off to the side like an afterthought? Yeah. This is not giving, um, like, Nickelodeon child star uh, money podcast. Like, this is not giving that at all. Like, I just, I, I think the way he talks about it is really gross, but it's also super, I don't know, this is very triggering to me. I want to finish it, though, because there's a few seconds left and I'm, I'm getting a little heated. Oh, and then we have another, like, one minute. Oh, left. Lord Jesus. To Jeanette after six months was, hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> oh, that's tough. I got a green bubble. Am I blocked? Oh. So that's the first clip. Oh, he's so annoying. And this is what he says. Um, Tana brings up Dan Schneider, and he gives his two cents. That's book. I don't know where. Oh, and obviously the Dan Schneider or alleged Dan Schneider. Yes. Chapters were um, so crazy. And it, it just put me and all the Jamie Lynn Spears conspiracies and stuff like that. I just I don't want to grill you on this. I don't want to I don't want to ask. Side note. Have you heard the conspiracies that Jamie Lynn's baby is Dan Schneider's? <gasps> oh, my God. That would be very disturbing. Just. I don't want to grill you on this. I don't want to. I don't want to ask you we'll anything. We'll do it on your pod. You... <laughs> no, you can. Um, what were your interactions with him like, if I can ask? I, I am being a hundred percent honest. He just was a tough boss. Yeah. But and I was a kid, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah with it, obviously, I'm sure you've unpacked that in therapy. You know the feelings of that's right having a fucking boss when you're a kid and the child star of it all is just crazy to me i could talk about it for hours but yeah i guess you probably lucked out but in your the regard of your interactions with him 
But see, I like <laughs> what you just said because we actually. I'm sorry, I just cut to the fucking palm tree guy. Like, I have something to say, dude. We'll never see the light of day. <laughs> but at least from my another jab at. What did he say? I'm sorry, I was so distracted by him just being by that horrendously short, tiny little backdrop that they stole from a kid's second birthday party. Yeah, like, why don't you frame it as a close-up then? Like, I, I don't understand. Um. He says something about like uh, something that, that was said in the unaired Jeanette McCurdy interview. It's like, oh my God, we get it. You're sitting on this interview that you think is gold, but you're not fucking posting it. <laughs> this is what I have to say too, is like, Tana, honey, girl, he don't think that deep. You're talking about like, I'm sure you've worked this out in therapy. I am well, sure that you've gone on this journey because that's such a difficult, and he's like, of course. Like he only well, thinks like I find how much money I make that, and how much views I get. That's how, that's his brain all day. Like a monkey with a symbol. Like that's him. To see Tana doing so much work to make it so he doesn't look bad by literally offering Wait, him I the out before it, he even said. Like because Josh very much could have just been like, uh, you know, I personally did not experience any kind of creepy behavior or abuse, but I can't speak obviously to what the girls maybe went through. Like it was a different kind of experience. That's all he had to say. He didn't have to like openly be like, yeah, Dan's a fucking creep. I mean, he probably should, but whatever. Maybe the NDA does not permit. Uh, yeah, he would if he is someone that has empathy or someone that has any sort of care in the world for what other people are going through. I, again, I'm telling you, he is someone who openly supports people who have been accused and of, of you know, hurting people like on a criminal level. And he just doesn't give a fuck if that person can benefit them in any way. So if Dan Schneider really did hand him his career, then that's the answer we have. That's why he will back him up till the day he dies. And like, I just 100% what you said is so true. He could have easily had a very unproblematic take on that. And it wouldn't like have a, hurt A more anybody. neutral, like, I don't know what happened. I can't speak to of it. Of course. Which everyone obviously knows that's not true. But <laughs> you, you had to see some shit. You were there your entire life. <laughs> I think it speaks more to his actual opinion of he probably, doesn't deep even down, think it's wrong. doesn't really believe that they went through anything and maybe thinks that they were liars. Well, and or I think that he has a lot of crazy misogynistic uh, views. I mean, he'd have to if he's able to look at any of those compilations and not be alarmed. He has a kid now. Yeah. Well, I again, I... Like, if he looks at those and he's like, oh, the girls are just like, Steph's on their feet. What's the big deal? Oh, my God. Listen, I am mad. Like, literally, I am genuinely. I know we talk about how the topics, like, don't affect us. And we just move on and we just commentate. This is really upsetting. I, I think because it kind of sprinkles in my own experience with this person or just of this person that I'm just fucking furious and fuck Josh Peck. Hashtag. Hashtag on Twitter. Fuck judgment. <laughs> well, something that might uh, make you feel a little better, not oh, really, but that. is that the unanimous response was, she doesn't owe you the shit on the bottom of her shoe. Absolutely Literally. not. What are you guys Literally. going on about? And I think even behavior like this is sometimes more alarming than like even the more overt examples of guys being misogynistic because it's so clear that they like just don't even realize. Well, because they live in a bubble. It's like what? the Nelk boys talking about Andrew Tate where they'll literally be read the definition of sex trafficking and then get told what Andrew Tate did and then go, well, so 
What's the what's the problem? Honestly, <laughs> I, I have. Like, what do you mean? I have <gasps> just the way that I've navigated my life to ensure the maximum amount of peace that is possible as a human being is to pretend that these people don't exist. And I know that might not be the best coping mechanism, but like I can't go into Josh Peck's world. I can't go into Nelk Boy's world other than to like commentate on this podcast. Like I can't consume this on a daily basis. They're so frustrating. That's exactly why I think that it, I do find it sometimes more alarming than just the once in a while person that's like a raging asshole that's just saying stuff that everyone knows is awful. You hear stuff like this and you're like, why are you being so normal about this? And if you exist, how many more of there are oh, you? A bunch of them. I have so much family that has disappointed me so many times in this department because we like, so I was like the only girl amongst literally all guy cousins. I had one girl cousin. And my, uh, do you remember the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing? Mm -hmm. Obviously. Mm -hmm. I re vividly remember at, sitting at Thanksgiving fighting with my male cousins about like, cause they're like, well, why didn't she remember like the house that it was like, that she was assaulted in? And I'm like, are you joking? And I'm literally like, I'm your cousin. You believe that I was hurt, right? In that same way? Okay, I can't tell you where the fuck that was on a map. Like I, that's not how this works. And I had to like spell it out for them and they still wouldn't get it because they just don't have to experience that shit. I'm not saying no men experience that, but a lot of them don't and a lot of them live in this bubble where it's really frustrating to understand that like this person, unfortunately, because you don't want anyone to have to go through something to understand what yeah. you're thinking about. You know, you don't want someone to be hurt. But a lot of times the people that understand you are also people who are hurt because it's like, otherwise you're just living through life, not understanding. And because they receive your story as this was a big thing for this person, not something to poke holes in and figure out why you can disprove it immediately. Well, and there's so much nuance and I was like, based on assumptions and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> to not be empathetic to anyone that's coming forward about any sort of abuse, to me, is just like criminal on its own. But to be Josh Peck right now, doing this shit, being like, we're the good guys, you know? Like, but she owes us. But like, that's, you that's know, the Dan thing. Like, great. The, like, the amount of disregard he approaches the entire thing. It's baffling. Like, he's literally placing the importance of like, whether his podcast is going to do well over whether Jeanette feels you have to understand okay it's what with... I said it's the monkey with the symbols all he thinks about is just content content views views he does not think about anything else and I gen I know he has a kid wish his kid well wish his wife well I can't imagine he cares about anyone but himself I mean I genuinely cannot especially considering this he just put this out right you already have a kid. How are you going to bring life into this world and still be this dumb? Right? That's what I said. Like, like he's going to dismiss all of Dan Schneider's stuff. Like, if you don't believe oh Jeanette, God. that's one thing. I don't think we shouldn't believe Jeanette. Absolutely believe everything she says. But if you don't believe her, it's one thing. If you don't believe the blatant evidence that's all over the internet that you were a part of, like, then I don't know where the disconnect is. <laughs> Besides that you don't find Gross. it bad. Yeah, this was all very disgusting, but also very Josh Peck, in my opinion. So do we know them? Um, um, unfortunately. Thank God, no. Yeah. So anyway, I wish we had something else to wind down, but I think we'll leave heated. Very infuriating episode. I mean, you this one, yeah, this one you deserve a medal for. We appreciate you. Again, if you haven't listened to us, so if you just watch us, we do. We're available on all the listening stuff, too, if you just don't want to see our faces i guess mm. I don't know. that won't help you if you don't like my voice but you know at least you won't have to look in the face <laughs> um <laughs> thank you guys so much for watching and um yeah subscribe if you haven't and we will see you on friday unless something horrible happens then we will not <clears throat> all right love you guys bye, bye.